Well, Saturday we're recording. Oh, and night. Right? And night. Confirmed. Okay, good. Yeah, she, yeah. She, well, she uh, said she talked to her mom, but I'm not worried. Spoiler alert, Danielle will be here. Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, how's your week been? You said you did not have a good day yesterday. Yeah, but otherwise it's been fine. That's I good. have. I don't know why. Like, I never really had days like that unless I was, like, a migraine. But I've been having more and more days like that. I'm just... Did I tell you what happened okay. at my job on Halloween? So, my company has five core values. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there are five of us in our department. So, for Halloween, we aptly dressed up as the core values. And there was no prize. There was, like, a costume contest. And I'm using air quotes because... Um, basically, if you wore a costume, you got entered into a drawing. But our owner is like such a big, like, they're big believers in the core value. Like, it's something they promote all the time. So, we got a pizza party. It's going to sound wild, but there's a liquor store not very far from where I work that has the best pizza you've ever had in your entire life. I'm going to have to bring it over one time um, when I come over after work. And I was like, do you think we could just ask for it from there? <laughs> Because it's so good. My boss is moving upstairs. And they, they're building his office. And because everything's open floor plan. And so they have to build it anything oh, they want. Yeah. And <laughs> it's almost done. He hurts his knee on Halloween. And I'm up. We're upstairs. Oops. And he's he's been in the same office pretty much since the inception of the company. Maybe it'll help it heal a little better. You know, well, physical he, therapy at work. Oh, yeah. He's, I'm sure he's just going to get annoyed with listening to Logan and I fight in real time. Oh, sure. Um, oh, speaking of, <laughs> the other day, he was like, when do I get to be a guest on the podcast since I'm such a topic of conversation? <laughs> there's a list. You got it. You know, there's like a waiting list. I told him, just come on over. We can put him on. <laughs> I can make fun of him in person on the podcast. It's fine. <sighs> No, so, did we have a good Halloween? Oh my gosh, the best. Did you end up going to your boss's house afterwards? No, there was far too, we did, but there was so, one, Theodore falls asleep on the way there. Mm-hmm. Two, there, it's packed. I was like, oh no. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, not, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it was pretty great. Pretty, I was like, I wish it was tonight's weather, because it feels like so summer cold. compared to Halloween, but that's all right. In case you haven't, or you don't follow us on Instagram, we went trick-or-treating together. Yeah. Second year in a row. Second year in a row. Um, but the combination of people who went trick-or-treating was <laughs> myself, my husband, my son, you, your husband, and your two kids, mm-hmm. my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, their Ford Exchange student, and my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> And we all had a great time yeah. together. It's just like, that's not weird to me to like have all of these people like that aren't one side of the family or one even generation or, you know, if you're there. It's just like, that's so like normal to me now. Did you hear what Jack had said when we, out? we were waiting for you guys and I was telling him all about who was coming. I was like, Ashley's coming, Ryan's coming, Gogo's coming. He's like, Gogo, Gogo's my best friend. Oh my gosh. I we have cried. to tell her. I did. Oh, I don't know if she heard me though. Hold but. on. I'm going to see if I can call her. Or I'm just going to call her. See. I'm going to be like, you're on the podcast. So. Hey, you're on the podcast, so be careful with what you say. Not like you care about what you say. <laughs> um, no, we're talking about Halloween, and I wanted Val to tell you what Jackson said. I know. I, I did say it, but I don't know if anybody heard me, but we were waiting in the car for you guys to get there, and we were telling him about who was coming, and I was like, Ashley's coming, and Ryan's coming, and Gogo's coming. He's like, Gogo? Gogo's my best friend. And I got really excited. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You're just gonna end up with everyone's kids calling you Gogo. Hey, that'll work. I like it. Uh, you'll be pleased to know Theodore ate 15 shrimp. Oh, with dinner, like the teeny tiny ones, but still. 
15 of them, a bunch of Brussels sprouts, yogurt, and a cookie. Yeah, that's like a whole bag. (laughs) Yeah, he must not have been feeling any food this afternoon. No, but he did start asking to go night-night at 6.45, so he's been in bed since then. Yeah, see, he was tired. So hopefully he'll be in a good mood tomorrow morning. (laughs) He will be. If not, he'll snap right out of it right away. Uh, yes, when he sees you or Sydney no. or Isel or <laughs> Brian. Not when he sees me. He'll be like, Mom, don't wake me yeah. up. What are you doing? <laughs> well, that was a cute thing. You'll have to tell Jackson and Charlotte hi from GoGo. I will. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you okay. later. Bye. Bye. Yes, I go, I go to pick Theodore up today. And Ryan... When Ryan doesn't work at 7, he usually takes Theodore. He usually takes him at around the same time I would, but it's just not having to get Theodore ready and make the stop makes my morning a little smoother. Yeah. So he took him to Jill's this morning, but I picked him up. He I didn't pick- even get me a coffee. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. What's about that, huh? And, you know, today is when the... Oh, the coffee's... Uh, okay. What? One, one story at a time before I lose uh, my... Okay. I, and that, I've got a rant okay. for this, but... I pick him up, and Jill is talking to me. He would not eat lunch. Wouldn't eat. She made chicken noodle soup, too, oh, which is she like. She told me I would eat it. <laughs> his favorite thing. Wouldn't eat it. Wouldn't drink. And I was like, well, did you give him broth? Because usually here, he won't eat a soup until he's drink all of his broth. Oh, okay. Wouldn't drink his broth. Wouldn't drink his water. Only wanted milk. Wouldn't even eat out of Jill's bowl, which is like unheard of. Because, you know, <laughs> food from your plate's yeah. way better than food from their plate. For sure. So she was, like, worried he was, like, getting sick or something. So I come home, and we had shrimp and Brussels sprouts for dinner. It smells, it smells so good when I come over. I, I literally... I, I always guess the wrong thing, though, because, like, I was thinking, like, uh, chicken Alfredo. I don't know when I came in. Well, I think it's this... It's, like, I made the shrimp like I was going to put it in Alfredo, but then I didn't make Alfredo sauce or noodles. I, I literally come in, like, ooh, did you make this? And she's always, like, no. <laughs> it's, like, something... <laughs> it all starts different. with butter and garlic in this house. <laughs> Um, he, and I get like the, cause most of the ones you find that are frozen, only the teeny tiny ones are already pilled, deveined with the tail off. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like them. Cause it's oh, easy. Yeah. So they're, they're like this big. He ate 15. I'm so proud of him for eating shrimp. Oh, he like, loved shrimp. Some kids just can't. He ate shrimp and Brussels sprouts for dinner and kept at more, more, <laughs> more. I'll literally try to get him to do the sign language and he'll do this. He'll hit my hand and then go more. <laughs> and like. That's what Faith's trying to do. I'm going to have to learn sign language for this kid. <sighs> It'll be fun, though. You, yeah. Then you and Kai can talk behind everyone's back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the more, more. So he probably had, like, four whole Brussels sprouts and 15 shrimp. And then it's done, and I always try to offer him, like, applesauce or yogurt or, a, like, a, a puree pouch that he'll, just to make sure he's, like, actually got enough to eat, um, especially when he's teething. So he then ate his whole yogurt pouch. And then we make cookies, and he had a cookie, a whole cookie. That's good. Yeah, I mean, from experience, kids sometimes just like you know. Food. I'm not. Yeah, I quit when. So when Theodore was little, I was like stressing to the ounce of how much formula he ate. Like, oh, he's gonna be up too much. Blah blah blah. blah. I want to say, and then when he first switched to milk, I kind of panicked a little bit because, mm-hmm. like, trying to adjust. But real quickly, I was just like, eh, I mean, if he, he's, I can't force him to eat. So he's either going to eat enough and not wake up in the middle of the night or he's not. And what am I going to do? I'm going to get up and feed him. See, you couldn't have asked me how much my kids ate. That was not something I was like ever aware of. And I'm just like, if they wake up, they wake up. Like I wasn't prepared. I was always prepared for them to wake up just because I didn't do anything. Like that. Well, we monitored. We monitored how much he ate and when he last ate, when he was tiny, because we weren't up together at the same time. So Ryan and I weren't talking. Right. So we kept like a, like kind of like how we plan podcast stuff, a collaborative <laughs> notes on our phone. And then by the time that stopped, by the time we went to like being up together today, he was only waking once during the night. And a lot of that was he did most of his eating during the day. Yeah. And I didn't let, I, this is another thing everyone hated. I, at, when he hit four weeks or four or six weeks, I can't remember. I started capping how long he was allowed to sleep during the day. I think it was yeah. four weeks. So yeah, I, added, I remember because one time I watched him and you said, you had said something about how you only like him to nap for like two hours at a time. 
and he was gonna go past that. I had to wait. I woke him up. So <laughs> like, I was like, I was too scared to let him sleep. A everyone's more. like so like weird about like waking up the baby because like my uh, my poor mom. I am so used to like not having to tell people anymore. So I keep forgetting to. So my mom watches my niece, who has no schedule, mm-hmm. like. Which is, you know, just different than how I, it's fine. It's different how I do it. But I keep forgetting. So they just let her fall asleep whenever she just falls asleep. Which Theodore would just never she? nap. She's only a few months younger than him. Oh, okay. Theodore would just never nap. He'd just be like, nah, no thanks. I'm just yeah. going to play all day then. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep forgetting to tell her that she has to put, has to put him down for oh, a nap. Yeah. And so I'll come home at my lunch. I'm like, yeah, he hasn't slept yet. And I don't know why he's so cranky. And I was like, because his nap's at 10. I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> and so then I'll let him sleep for three hours. But I just read this school of thought. Or like, I say that phrase a lot, don't I? I don't remember. School of before. thought. I've never heard that. <laughs> no, I'm going to go back and find him. Like, be a t- I've never heard you say that. It's like 10 phrases of me saying it. <laughs> no, so there's this whole thing that I read that's like, babies really only get one long sleep within 24 hours, so if you don't let them do it during the day, they'll do it during the night. I don't know if that's right, okay? All I know is it worked for me. <laughs> I flipped the coin and it was heads that day. I'll just tell you. So... I think it was when he was four weeks old, and we capped them then, I think, at, like, three hours. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a, I followed, like, a guideline that I had found. But, yeah, we started making it to where he couldn't sleep longer than two hours. And eat, it, that's still the rule, which a lot of babies have transitioned to one nap a day by, like, like 12 to 15 months. Oh. He has no interest whatsoever in getting rid of either of his naps. That makes sense. He he takes two two hour naps a day. I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that's great for Joe. <laughs> I'm not stopping him today. Well, that was another part of today. He only took a forty five minute nap for a second nap. But yeah, we've always been that, and every time people have to, because he's really good about like an hour forty five waking up. Yeah. Every time someone has to wake him up. Even now, Jill will still text me sometimes. She's like, are you sure you want me to wake up? I'm like, yeah, get that baby up. <laughs> no, Charlotte's been taking, so there we're past naps, apparently. Like, I'll try to lay them down. I'll do all the things. But unless I wake their butts up at 6 a.m. and have them run a marathon, they're not going to take a nap. Well, the past I'll two days. I'll cry when that day comes. <laughs> the past two days. Well, for me, it hit around like two, two and a half. So just so you know. Um, the past two days, Charlotte has taken over two hour naps every day. And so I told Alan today, I was like, Charlotte's still sleeping. He's like, she's growing. And I said, shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, no one's going to talk about how my son is almost five and my daughter is like sleeping. Like, I don't know. I can't. That's I'm how not old enough to have a five-year-old. You're not old enough to have a five-year-old, <laughs> but that's an entirely different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah. Growing up's the worst. Yeah. We take, so pre-Theodore. I took a nap every single Sunday, like a three-hour nap, every single Sunday. And so, like, I remember the last Sunday, because <laughs> we, ha- we didn't have my induction schedule yet. So it's Sunday, and I laid down for my nap, and I said, this might be my last nap. He's due, uh, like, next week. I- I'll have one more Sunday if he comes on his due date. I remember saying something like that, laying down for my Sunday nap. I got induced the following Friday. <laughs> It's like whenever you're going to have your second kid, you're like, this is the last night with one kid, you know. That's what that makes me think of. Yeah, except for me. I, like, I remember because ha- I got induced with Charlotte, so I, got, I went in at like 5 a.m. So I just, I can still remember like making it a point, like put, putting Jack down for bed and like talking to him and hugging I think him. I, s- I think I did something like that with Samson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, I just, I'm, I remember it being so special. I hope I never forget that. <sighs> Charlotte won't ever get that. <laughs> I literally, there are days that I'm like, I just cannot wait to have another baby. And then there are days I'm like, you are a perfectly fine only child. <laughs> I could see him as an only child, though. You know, this is a really bad sentence to say, but I just, like, your kids will be his, like, pseudo-siblings. <laughs> and I feel I less... I waiting for you to be like, your kids are the reason why I want one kid. No, 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 <laughs> That's no. What I was thinking. I feel more okay not having them because he has Jackson <laughs> But... Okay, if you're gonna say it like that, you got shared custody now, because, like, I need a break. Deal. <laughs> 
You just gotta call me. You yeah. know where I'm at. Yeah. You just gotta, like, what you need to do is, but guys, run up and ring Ashley's doorbell. And when I open, you drive off. What am I gonna do? Then okay, leave well, him outside? I'm doing that on Sunday, just so you know. <sighs> Perfect. Ryan works seven to five, so it'll just be the four of us here. Um, no. Four. Are you count Samson? Me? I'm not coming. Theodore? Jackson? Oh, Charlotte. <laughs> Stop no, it. I literally pictured you all in my mind, but my mind still said three. Um, I need to go to bed. You pictured all three kids. I did. That's probably, you, you know. Jackson can be in charge. I'll just go in the other room. Look fine. So, yeah. I had Kai today for the afternoon, and I was I ran in there to make a bottle, and he started kind of freaking out, and I was like, Jack, go in there and talk to him real quick so I can just make his bottle, and Jack, like, you know, he walks in there kind of slow, and he doesn't really like babies crying at all. And Can't so he, blame it. Well, actually, I love the sound of it. Is that weird? <laughs> go ahead. But I was, so I had the water warming up, and I, like, peek around the corner, and he's, like, slowly getting down on the floor, and he's like, hey, baby. <laughs> but... <laughs> But then, like, he was just going to talk to him. I was like, that's cute. But then uh, Kai started, like, getting a little bit more amped up because I was taking too long. And Jack just starts going, like, huh, You know, he starts freaking out. And I was like, I'm putting so much responsibility on my four-year-old. So I'm like, okay, never mind, Jack. It's okay. Like, I felt bad that I, like, made him stress out. If he ever has kids, I can't wait for you to remember this moment. <laughs> because my ex-husband wouldn't hold babies. Terrified to hold babies. When my so when Milo was born, he was like, I'm gonna hold him. Like it was this big feat. He has a kid of his own now. And when I found that out, all I could be like, does he hold the baby though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um <laughs> now one thing that just really grinds my gears, <laughs> just irritates me, is if you ask Theodore if he wants a little brother, he cries. If you ask him if he wants a little sister, he cries. If you ask him any form of that question besides, do you want two little brothers? He cries. Ah. And if you ask that kid if he wants two little brothers, he cheers. And you just said the same thing twice. No, I said if you ask him anything but. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you ask if he wants two little brothers, he cheers. And, you know, you could think, oh, maybe it's just like the situation. Except we just tested it for the 11th time last night. You just did a study on your kid. That's so funny. We went to Magic Deal for dinner last night. And Theodore straight up tried to leave with a lesbian couple. <laughs> He's like, I can't blame him. Right? He's like, two moms? Fuck yeah. That's so funny. So but you're having twins next? I fucking better not. Ryan wanted twins die. so bad for my... So did I. I don't know why. I was, once I had Jack, I was like, what was I thinking? I don't think Ryan has that feeling. But my boss well, has... He doesn't have to push him out, so what does he care? <laughs> no, but... uh. I can guarantee you one thing that'll track with the next kid, too, is for the first six weeks, Ryan is the primary parent, and I'm not about to change that. Especially if I push out, too. Yeah. And he'll get, what, I think 12 weeks paid off this next time? Oh I'm not doing shit for the first three months. They're going to be like, the kids are going to be talking to me like, who is that strange lady? I think she's held me twice. I'll think you're the maid, because all you'll do is clean the house, probably. And Peter is going to be like, Mommy! She played with me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's going to oh be like, Daddy, why do you care for two kids that Mommy never touches? That's like the start of a really bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my boss had a boy first. And I, I told my boss really early so he didn't think I was interviewing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like, what are you guys hoping for? And I was like, well, my husband's hoping for twins. And he goes, oh, not for your first one. His second and third... He had twin girls, so he had a son, and then he had twin girls. And my coworker is married to one of those girls, and he jokes all the time that his son can do no wrong in their eyes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I hate, and like he is a he's the young my coworker's the youngest or the middle I can't remember. But I was like, oh, I hate to break it, like as the mom of a first boy, I gotta see it. I get it. Says the girls are crazy, let alone two of them at once. Could I you imagine like two of me? I'll try not to. <laughs> like, if I had twin girls. Alan, like, jokes all the time. He's like, because, you know, like, my hair is darker now. Like, we're starting to be, like, very similar. And he's just like, I won't have two wives of the same person. Especially if you act more like Ashley. And I was like, You won't have two wives? It. I'm not his wife. He I won't know. have two wives anyway. <laughs> we can, we can parent trap the boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
I guarantee you it would take Ryan a solid hour to notice if you were just like standing at the <laughs> stove, just, yeah. like cleaning, <laughs> like just, <laughs> I, can just I, guarantee- I can't imagine like, cause Alan likes to come up and just like grab me. I, oh, well, so here's weird. the thing because I, yeah, no, I would, I cannot stand when people like, if I'm trying to clean or something like that, I cannot stand, oh, grinds my ears when he like i'm like walking from the sink to the like with your hands full and they're like oh you want a hug like do i look like i'm i've traumatized ryan so he doesn't do that anymore what'd you do (laughs) i just i will i kid you not that is the thing that causes me to just lose my shit and i think one of the last times he was like i know you hate this but i was like if you know i hate it why the fuck are you doing it what is wrong with you oh he's heading home from work. We had to stop talking shit on him or do it louder at least. Yeah. Make sure you can hear us. Lock the door. But it's just like yeah, <laughs> the no, audacity of this man to look me in the eyes. Like, oh, I know you hate this, but I'm going to do it. No, go fuck yourself. I just want to know, is any woman okay with that? Like, I need to know if it's just us or if like every man needs to understand that's not okay. It's just, it's like, if you wanted to be involved, help. Yeah. If you want a hug sooner, do have yeah. Except I really don't want him yeah. to do that because just wait, like yeah, be just, patient. Well, yeah. Or like I That's think like he comes. Alan smells like metal and crap whenever he comes home, right? Because he works like outside and stuff like that. It's and, the easiest job ever. And so I'm like, he'll come in like all smelly and stuff. He's trying to like be around me, and I'm like, you stink. Go away. Go shower, and then we'll talk. And then I'm making sure I'm busy. <laughs> well, Just see, it's not mean. even, it's, it's, it would be one thing if it's when he came home, but it's not that. Sometimes he'll be on the couch, and I think it comes from, he thinks, because I get so focused doing all these chores and I'm moving around, that I'm mad he's not helping. Ah, yeah. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to hug you and make you feel better. And I'm like, get the fuck away. <laughs> Do not interrupt me. How does that help? I'm going to start, uh, you know what? When he's playing on his computer, I'm going to start walking and sitting on his lap. And he's like, oh, I lost my game. I'm like, that's how I feel when you interrupt my cleaning. <laughs> But no, so Ryan doesn't walk home and like hug you. So I think it would take at least, at least 45 minutes if you did not look at Ryan and you were just like cleaning and stuff like that for him to notice it wasn't me. See, I don't know though, because like, I feel like you're really particular. So if I didn't clean something exactly how you would have, he might've been like, listen, if he knew how particular I was, (laughs) then this would be a different story, but he doesn't. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think if there's like any telltale thing. If you were cooking more than one thing at a time, <laughs> your cooking would be the telltale. Yeah. I get so flustered when I was like, like when you're like, for example, breakfast, you're making toast and oh, eggs and bacon has and, to be done at the same time. and it, it all cooks relatively quickly and yep. like needs attention at the same time. That is my seventh circle of hell. Yeah, you gotta do, well, I won't give you cooking tips, so I'm just saying, leave the toast in, like toast the toast, but leave it in the toaster so it's still warm. I just toast the toast last. Yeah, well, that works, too. But, uh... I like to toast the toast and put the cheese on... Well, this is for Jack. He likes his sausage, egg, and cheese sandwiches in the morning. But I toast the bread and then put the cheese on so it'll melt on the bread and then whatever. You know what's one, like, something weird about my little brother? He doesn't like melty cheese. So I didn't like cheese for a very long time until I got pregnant with Jack. No, he likes cheese, but if you're going to put it on something warm and it's going to melt, he does not like it then. Anyway, so she, your Alan's stepmom, because I can't call her oh. your mother-in-law without it weirding me out. Alan's stepmom was sick, and Val was telling me how she made her chicken noodle soup. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, yeah, I made homemade noodles. I was like, wow, that's like above and beyond. She's like, I also, what, you like roast a whole chicken or something to put into the soup? And I was like, uh. I was like, <coughs> I'm sick. <laughs> No, I literally used a whole chicken and I put it in the crock pot. And yeah, so she like literally made this soup from scratch. She all but butchered the chicken herself. Yeah. Took all day to make. Which when we move in together, she'll also be doing that. So. You know, I've had like three people ask me to join their family compound. And no, I'm like, I'm going to have to pick. Uh-huh. Well, sorry. <laughs> like if y'all make it I weird, call though, dibs. So, and I'm not making it here, so. Yeah. I'm like, so I, Faith and them are wanting to do that and they're going to be here. Like, yeah. That's their choice. But I was like, well, I can put one there, but it'll just be, like, seasonal for whenever we're here. We just won't Oh, you mean, like, a garden? 
they want you to be on their family compound or they just want you to manage their garden. Because, like, I can rent out your garden services. Well, the art, the Cummins Mitchell family can do that. I wouldn't be here long enough to manage a garden. Yeah. That's a what, what's our new surname going to be when we combine families? What's we'll to come up with that? Just make a whole new... We'll just make our own. <laughs> I was on the phone with the guy trying to, like, he's closing down his business and wanting to sell us some, like, a, his stock that he had. And I was giving him my email, and I was like, you know, Cummins, like, the diesel. And I work in trucking. Um, I was not married. I wasn't even engaged to when I started there. Um, and uh, he goes, dang, that's it. I gave him the full email, and he goes, that's, he goes, that's really easy. He was not a big fan of the Cummins because I'm a cat guy, which is like Ford Chevy. And I was like, uh, I was like, if it makes you feel any better, I married into it. <laughs> but <laughs> Ryan's dad drives a Cummins. Now he has the, the official Cummins hat, too, that I got him at our show. And it's just so funny to me. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Anyway, we'll have to come up with a surname. I like. Don't you like how we're just slowly like forcing our families to be one? Not forcing. Everyone loves it. Yeah, everyone's like willing. Yeah, I love it. It's all consensual. It's. (laughs) I was like, oh, like we're going trick or treat. They're like, oh, I want to do that. It's like you can you can join us if you want. (laughs) Like this is just how it is, though. (laughs) I love how easy because I was sitting there on Halloween and I was like, am I being annoying by making everyone drive over to that town after work? And Ryan was like, no, you like it for a reason because of how safe it is. And how nice is it to not have to worry if they're on the, like, because it's busy on Halloween, obviously, everywhere. And how nice is it to not have to worry? They can walk on the road. Yeah. So that one car. Well, if they live down there. there. Yeah. They live down there. They have to, they let them in. Yeah. But we go to like, like a little town next to us and the police block off like, what, six blocks? Yeah. They block. Two streets of six blocks. No, it's, I think it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the grid the opposite way you are. <laughs> anyway, but they block off every intersection. And so cars can't drive down the streets you're walking on. And any and in any streets where cars need to drive down, they're directing traffic, like yeah. the police are. So not only are there no cars driving down the street, but there's literally like four police, co- like police officers per, per block. So it's like, it's like kind of safe in terms of like all these kids walking yeah. around. Like, it's really easy if something were to happen. And so it's so nice. But our spoiled-ass children, <laughs> Charlotte and Theodore, are in the wagon, right? Well, so we brought the wagon for Theodore. I had, It's Jill's wagon because I haven't bought mine yet. And I was like, hey, can we use the wagon? Two reasons. Load it up with blankets, put all her stuff in it. Or if Charlotte wanted to ride, she could. I so, didn't know that she would want to ride like that, but she was wore out somehow. Well, I don't know why I just had that feeling, because I asked Ryan that morning to do it. Mm. And I was like, something just tells me we need to bring the wagon. You guys walk up, and I said, Charlotte, do you, would you like to ride the wagon? She goes, yeah. Yeah, jumped in there. So I, we put them in the wagon. Theodore and Charlotte cover them with blankets. They're all nice and warm. These kids wouldn't get out and trick-or-treat. They only <laughs> got candy from houses they, Ryan would drive them up to. Yep. And when she did get out, it was only for Ryan to hold her. Yeah, she wouldn't let anybody hold her but Ryan. It's her man. Yep. Spoiled ass kids. <laughs> I, see, when I get the wonderful wagon, we can do that. Because the weight limit's like 450 on yeah, the Yeah, so the kids pounds. will pull us around, right? Yeah. Well, and it's like tall, and it's a push wagon, like your old one, but it's like taller. Yeah. Like someone had the miniature version out there, but I'm getting the four-seater. Yeah. Because I think like the miniature version is like 250 or 300 pound max. And the four seater is like four fifty. And we just like when we go to the zoo, oh, we can just ride in the cart. Yeah. <laughs> I can get like if I had just some money to blow, I would get the Volkswagen one, like the BW bus one. Oh, Have I you not seen, seen this? I don't think so. Oh my god, this is like a two thousand dollar wagon. Pack and play. Ah! Ah! That's cool. Is that not the coolest thing? That's what I said. If I had time to deploy, I'd buy that one. All the cool stuff came out after my kids were too old for it. <sighs> every day, people say stuff like that to me. And every day, I'm so thankful I waited to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> my kid just had a deal. Like, my car seat. I have one of the uh, the Evenflow 360 car yeah. seats, so it spins. Which I'm glad is... I got to, like, experience that once. Like, it was enough for I me. remember when I got it, you were like, I can't. She's, yeah. like, she's like, let me get let the me baby get out the next time. Yeah. Which is so funny because it's like such a mom thing to say. Yeah. Um, 
But so something that, not annoying but funny is they now after which I'll never use a convertible car seat again. Like if I have another kid, I'm not doing convertible car seats. I didn't like it, which is the like carrier one that oh, yeah. snaps. You don't, not at all. No, it's just those. Those are this go down to like that. Yeah, I know. Just, they're just too convenient. I know it's easier at first whenever they're sleeping a lot, and you can just leave them in the car seat for whenever you're. No, because I want them to learn how to, to stay them. asleep while they move. I well, know, I do the have... baby carry. I, oh, I baby wear so I couldn't. My kids were so big that like those things were just not comfortable. Again, like, now those are like way, yeah. way different because mine doesn't cross my stomach at yeah. all. Um, but it like kind of goes on like a backpack and it yeah. clips in the front, so it, there's nothing but, yeah, on my they're stomach. They're all so cool now. Like I still have one of the old ones I yeah. use for five every once in a while, but um, but they now make the convertible car seats even flow does that With the, the base no that the base spins oh. And you can just pull it out that way, so you can leave it in, and like it's a lot if you need to leave it in oh, or something nice. like that. Yeah. Fits on the same base. I like the one that's like the car seat turns into a stroller. I don't know how safe they are, but oh, it has nothing to do with the safe. Do you know how heavy those things are? Oh no. Yeah, they're like thirty-five pounds for just the car seat. Well, so you put one of our kids in it, and that's like a fifty-pound. Yeah, but it turns right into a stroller. You don't have to carry it at and all. In it. <laughs> I don't know. I think th- they're even a little short for me. Yeah, it did look kind of short. And they're, like, really low to the ground. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because we looked at I don't them. have to worry about any of this. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> be, like, one failed vasectomy if uh, you did. Yeah, let's talk about Alan's dad real quick. Ten years later. Just, like, Alan hasn't gone to a checkup since he got it in 2020? No, well, they don't. After, the, after they, like, one? test... Like, we're not, after they pass the, because, like, did he have to go back and, like, retest after? Yeah, so. After they pass that, there is no, re, like, there's no oh, standard okay. retest. But same thing after my dad, like, he got a vasectomy after Trevor, and then they got pregnant again, but he had, they, my stepmom miscarried. It was really sad. And, like, I'm, like, 18, or, no, no, I'm still only 16 at the time, because it was really soon after uh, everything, because my dad got, I think my dad got a vasectomy while my stepmom was pregnant. <laughs> because <laughs> I, no I was i was 15 and i was my dad's youngest my dad was 50 you know like yeah trevor was the the epitome of not playing none of my dad's kids were playing so but uh i like being part of the generation where our kids are planned okay yeah. Yeah. mine's like mine was so methodically planned too yeah. um but no uh, I didn't know what to say, right? Like, I had never experienced that. I didn't have any friends that had got pregnant in high school either. And so I was obsessed with those, like, little microwave cakes, you know, that you mix water in and microwave at 16. And I was making one, and I was like, oh, do you want my cake? Oh. And my stepmom, like, would talk, would, would talk about it all the time, about, like, how it was, like, one of the sweetest things. And I was like, oh. shit, like, now I know that that was, like, probably, like, one of the, she was probably, like, nauseous and, like, not feeling well. But I had, I had no idea what to say. Yeah. And it's, like... It was one of those things that it's like, I just, oh, that's such yeah. a sad moment. And I was like, well, it's a good thing Trevor's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that it's talked about a lot more. Um, that way people know how to, like, be there and support. Because that, you know. Well, I think, like, even if, like, you talk, like, even <clears throat> even if it had been widely talked about, I had just never encountered that. Yeah. Like. It's like something that you never expect to be in that position or, like, have to deal with until. It happens. And yeah. Well, I, I, I no hadn't even been around, it. like, my aunt had had a baby, but, like, she, they lived, like, eight hours away, so I didn't meet the baby until they were, like, eight weeks old. So I don't think I'd ever been around, like, a pregnant person for more than, like, ten seconds, oh, even, yeah. until my stepmom got pregnant. And even then, I wasn't, like, on good terms with my dad when my parents split up. I was, oh, yeah. you know, an asshole 16-year-old. Um, so my poor mom doing that by herself. <laughs> anyway... I, my mom had moved and I was refusing to go to school. This was after my car accident. So I had to start a new school. Didn't have front teeth because my mouth was still filling. So I was refusing to go to school, all this stuff. I'm about to fail out of my junior year of high school. So I call my dad on a Tuesday and ask him if I could move back in with him so I can come back to my old school. I moved back in with my dad on that Friday. That Monday, my little brother is born. That like Sunday evening into Monday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was 18. So being around a pregnant woman, it was three days. (laughs) I was was always the, like, baby person. Like, I would hold everybody's babies. Well, I always loved babies. And I was 18 when my dad's ex-wife had a baby. 
So they, um, the craziest, like, I have a little bit of, like, I don't know how I feel about it because I've had a kid since then, obviously, so I understand how it feels. I was there for her every single part of her pregnancy. I went to her appointments when I could, if I, like, got out of school or whatever, and I was, like, so prepared for her to, like, ask me to be in the, like, delivery room, and she asked her friend, who was barely there for her the whole time, and then afterwards she was like, I kind of regret not having you in there, like, you know, I was like, well, that's great. I could have been there for you. Instead, I had to, like, sit at home and wait for them to just tell us. I don't know. This is, like, I feel like this is about to sound like I'm rubbing it in. But Ryan and I might, and I realize how lucky, lucky. I hate that that, this makes me lucky. This is not meaning Ryan's a great guy. This should be the standard. <laughs> it's like, not that Ryan's a bad guy, but this should just be the standard. Um, Ryan went to every single doctor's appointment with me. And so he was in the living room. And my pregnancy really was a Ryan and I thing, yeah. you know? like. I didn't need external support. Like, I didn't need someone to be there for everything because I had him. And I had, like, my mother-in-law and my mom and, like, the external support that I needed. So I really didn't need, like, extra for that. And I realized that that's privileged of me. So Cassie, obviously, um, my godchildren's fathers aren't involved in their lives. And they weren't involved in their pregnancy. Did I ever tell you about her with Maya? So she got pregnant. She had a miscarriage. And I think she was 20-something weeks along with Maya when she found out she was pregnant. Oh. So, like, she found out. We found out the gender all at the same time. Wow. Um, and so it, it's one of two things. Either she got pregnant right after or she had twins and only lost oh, one. Oh, sure. So. Oh, he's taking my car to get gas. I was like, Aww. where did he just leave? Well, we're coming back from Magic Noodle. One, okay, so side, side, side rant. It is Ryan's responsibility to make sure gas is in my car. <laughs> we have terms of agreement in our marriage, and that is one of them. And there are so many, I'll literally run my car on, like, flashing gaslight, because it's not my responsibility. So, I never had it as, like, a stipulation, but you know how many people didn't think that I could put gas in my car? That I want, I want people to think I don't know how. I don't want to know people how. Legit was, they were like, do you need me to do that for you? And I was like, what? Why? I hope you looked at all of them and be like, yeah, thank you so much. I you should have. You fucked up. Dang it. Um, anyway. I was like, no, I just have a great guy who just does it for me. But we were going to Benjamin Noodle last night, and he's like, oh, I'll get gas on the way home for you because I need it. And I get in my car this morning, he forgot. And I was like, oh, I'll get gas. I literally sent him a text with, like, quotes, so I'll get gas for you when I get home. He was like, oh, I'll go do it after I drop off theater. And I said, oh, you don't need to. I, I'll be fine today. He's like, okay, I'll do it tonight. And he's doing it right now. Um, <laughs> he knows his role. <laughs> but uh, so I went to every, I don't, I actually was not at every single doctor's appointment for Cassie, but I was at a lot of them and I was in the delivery room for both children. And I love Milo. I love my son. But one, like, to this day, one of the most life-changing moments was when Maya was born. And it's something I don't think I'll ever forget. So Cassie called, it was after I went to sleep, Cassie called me, and it's like, I don't even remember what time it was, on her due date. She called me, and I vaguely remember, like, kind of waking up and going right back to sleep and not answering the call. And that bitch knows who her best friend is. So she called me again and woke me up. And so... She's, like, talking to me like this. I'm on my way. Like, I'm having the baby. I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. <laughs> That's what I said. It's okay. I'm to the hospital. So I made her at the hospital. They do not believe she's in labor. Cassie's, like, talking to the nurse. Like, she's like, I'm having a baby. Like, I'm, like, I'm having the baby. Like, it's, she's coming. Yeah. And she's, like, and, like, they're asking her questions. And she's, like, when's your due date? It's today. And she goes, they're like, oh, honey, like, your due date doesn't mean the day you're having or whatever. She's at a seven. <laughs> Just talk. La- I'll I tell you what I fucking wasn't doing at a seven. I had an epidural at a seven because before that was awful. <laughs> yeah, so she had, so she's literally walking and talking like this. Her water had a seven. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're having the baby. They were about to send her home and not even check her. Good thing they didn't. She would have had the baby in the car. <laughs> but, uh, so... Um, as someone who also threw up during their labor, Cassie threw up during both kids and both and all the times before she looked at me because she knows how I am and she's like, get out of the room. She, Aww, she that's so nice. in labor, <laughs> she thought of me. 
And now you know why I have such high standards for men is because that's my, <laughs> that's, if she can treat me, if it's labor, she can tell me to get out before she vomits. I don't it, you get, you're going to gas in my car. That's so funny because, so I, I, I mean, before I had kids, I could not be in the room for any of that. It was like, I'm better at it now just because I'm used to it more. But um, my ex best friend, when she got pregnant, I went with her to her like first appointment. They take your blood. She was, I think she was like maybe anemic or something because she like couldn't really handle stuff like that without like throwing up, like having blood drawn and stuff. And so she's she like prepared me. She's like, I'm gonna throw up, and I was like, okay, like this before we went in there. And so I'm in there. I'm like holding her hand. Oh my god, that smells so bad. <laughs> she was like, you guys want to talk about throw up? Look <laughs> I was in there like holding her hand and I just look at her and I can see her face like go away and she starts to like so I, sh- I was pregnant too I was like super pregnant because I was like six months ahead of her and so I like ran out of the room and I was like sorry I can't be here for you You, I'm so sensitive that I feel like I'm going to throw up because we're talking oh, about th- I'm going to throw up because of that bury your poop better <laughs> she refuses she does not do that Um. anyway so so it wasn't even that. So Maya, like, it was it was so cool to watch Cassie go through that. But Maya was born and she didn't cry. She had breathed in her poop. Oh. And that, like, like literally this, she's banging to get out of the door. Oh. Even she yeah, I don't believe stings. you. Anyway. Um, so Maya doesn't cry. And the doctor goes, get the NICU team. And the nurse turns to the doctor and says, we don't have a NICU team. Like, on staff. Where? At, at Freeman. Oh. And I don't know if she was wrong. I, to be quite honest, I don't know the details of that. But I, but I remember them saying that. And they go to stitch Cassie up. Cassie did this entirely natural. They were not going to numb her before they started to stitch her up. Oh. Until I said something. So they're... Well, they, like, forget that she didn't have an epidural? Oh, 100% okay. forgot. I was like, yeah. So, um... The the time from when Maya was born to when she cried is the was the longest minute of my life. Hours. I gotta hold Maya first because they're sewing Cassia. And their dad's not in the room or whatever. So as soon as she cries, they go to hand her to someone, you know? Right. Well, like why couldn't they hand them hand her to her? I don't know. Oh, well. well she wasn't she I she was feeling, I don't think she Oh okay. But it, they just turn and hand me Maya. Hmm. And I'm literally gonna cry talking about it. Everyone like everyone like kind of jokes. Cause I have like this. I have like I always talk about Maya special, yeah. but it's like until I had Theodore, that's the closest I felt to like that kind of love. And when I'm talking about millimeter difference between how I felt holding Cassie's children and how I felt holding Theodore, like just so slim, just such a tiny, teeny, tiny difference. So I'm. I mean, we're 21, I think. And I'm looking down at, like, the most perfect thing I'd ever seen and feeling that kind of love. But I think when you're pregnant, you really, like, build up expecting yeah. to feel it. And I just, I didn't have any expectations for that. Mm-hmm. And it is the most life-changing moment was, like, when Cassie had Maya. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like... That's, it was wild. But yeah, she, well, you talked about, like, not getting to be in the delivery room. I almost didn't want to be. Like, I was almost gonna be like, oh, wait outside. Because like, I anyone, answer. If anyone's like, hey, I need someone, I'm like, I'll be there. I want to see that so bad. I'll kick Ryan out next time if you want to come. I mean, <laughs> you can have two people. Uh, yeah, but Courtney's got to be in there. My birthday photographer. Yeah, unfortunately, they do. I had three people in there with me. My yeah. grandma just had to sign a paper. They literally just went back to having more than just immediate oh, one because of COVID. Back was pre-COVID, so that was, like, a whole different experience. Alan got to go to every single appointment with Jack because he worked nights. And then with Charlotte, he might have got to go to two. I think it was the month before I got pregnant, my doctor's office started allowing people back in the room with you. So. That was, just like... I mean, I understand why they did that, but I think that was the most ridiculous thing ever. I just, like, think about the kind, the parents or, like, the dads who, like, the hospitals didn't even allow them in the room. And, like, yeah. or, like, or like the moms didn't, weren't allowed to have anyone. Yeah. I just, like, can't imagine. Yeah. Because, like, because I got a deuce and I was trying to go natural, if Brian wasn't there, I 
like I would have had a C-section because of the heart rate issue oh, I was yeah. having because I had to be standing yeah. and Ryan was physically holding me up. I couldn't stand any longer and he was holding me up. That's how committed Ryan and like the, like the staff and Courtney. So Courtney, I say Courtney, Courtney is my birth photographer. She's done all that. Her, her page is Courtney Brook Photography. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. Everyone in this room has had pictures done yeah. by her. <laughs> um, but they were all so committed to like, they knew I wanted to try to do this. Now. Even my doctor was like, my doctor knew, like my OB knew that if I laid down, the baby's heart was going to drop and my blood pressure was going to skyrocket. And she knew I could no longer stand. And she knew Ryan was holding me up. And she was fine with that as long as Ryan was. And, like, that's how committed everyone in my circle was to letting me do things my way. And I heard all these horror stories when I was pregnant. You're, and, like, all these, I kept getting all these things. That like, the hospital can't make you do this. And, like, take this class ahead of time. And my insurance was reaching out about my birth plan. Like, here are your rights. And like, you know, I was getting all this information. So I was fully prepared for the nurses. And, the ho- and I knew my doctor was going to be game for whatever I wanted. It's one of the main reasons I didn't switch hospitals. Because the other hospital in our town is better, but my doctor doesn't practice there. So I was sticking with my doctor. Or uh, people say it's nicer birthing suites, whatever. But so I was like fully prepared to like have to fight. And so was Ryan. Like Ryan was really prepared to be my advocate. And Courtney was really prepared to help him if needed to be. We had all talked about it ahead of time. Didn't have to. Yeah. And like, I just, you hear all these horror stories. Yeah. Like everyone just tries to scare you. And I'm like, none, none of the things anybody was like, you know, just wait or like anything like that, like about their birth, none of that happened. Like no. at any point. One hundred percent. So I'm like, sometimes I wonder if people are blowing things out of proportion or maybe they well, just I'm don't know sure, how to advocate for themselves. I'm sure there are hospitals where it's not like that. Um but it even all comes down to like choosing your doctor too. Like you have the choice to change doctors at any point in time. Well that was like after I so my doctor literally went off shift like two hours before my son was born. And then she was going on vacation. She came and saw my son and me the next morning. And I was wanting to exclusively pump. And they kept telling me they didn't have a lactation consultant. No one was helping me because it was the weekend, all this stuff. She, she heard that. Well, she asked me, she said, how is pumping going? And I was like, oh, no one. I, I have no idea how to even start. So she pulls my pump out, starts with me. And then she goes, I'll be right back. And she walks out. I hear her. She's like, someone gets like is like bossing around so that could have been it they're like oh well sue's here we better listen but no my nurse she's an older nurse and they're like a little bit more stern Mm -hmm. which is i I don't take that as rude they're just stern (laughs) i don't i wouldn't say that she didn't coddle me she's like i just feel like a lot of people especially if you're sensitive take it as rude oh and she wasn't at all but i have so it's time to get the epidural and they make everyone leave yeah and I'm at this point where, like, I am not handling the pain. And so you have to sit still while they do it. And at this point, they told me it was probably going to be an hour before I got pain relief. 30 minutes to an hour bef- before they get down here and it kicks in. Okay, so within me asking for an epidural, I was asleep in 12 minutes, if that tells you how fast they made this happen. But it's time for me to sit still. And I mentally still think I'm, like, a long time away from pain relief. So, like, that mental compression's on me. And I had to, like, I was literally having a contractual in as they're about to start, and I just couldn't. And so I'm, like, I literally, I'm crying not because of the pain, because I know I can't sit still for this, and my husband's not here. And it was, like, that was the scary, the only scary moment of my birth. And I lean forward, and she just wraps her arms around me, and she's, like, it's okay. You've got this. He's right outside. We're just, like, this is going to go through. You're going to sit up, and we're going to do this. Did they not wait for your contraction to be over? They had already started. Oh, okay. Because it was like, that happened to me. And I had my contractions. They're like, okay, we're just going to wait for it to pass. No, she had like already started. Okay. She had already started as it starts to hit. So no, this was like just really okay. bad timing. And had it not been for the nurse, I don't know like what would, but like I, after my birth, I had to go and find her and just be like, cause like that was the only scary. Cause like I knew in that moment, this needle is going in my back and I don't think I can sit still. Mm-hmm. And and I, so I start crying because I mentally am losing the fight. Yeah. And this nurse, it's just like, nope, not on my watch. You're not losing. The birthing nurses at that hospital are the best. I never had a bad experience with either child. No, and like. And I had a very similar experience with your, because like, they have a nurse come in, you know, you like hug a pillow and, and the, she didn't let go of me the whole time, even though no. I wasn't. Like, we were just talking, and she was, like, talking to me. Well, we were doing me. this. She was holding me like this. 
mm-hmm. and like holding my wrist. And then when she saw I was about to jerk, she like full put her body weight on me. And she and it wasn't like oh I'm holding you down. She yeah. like was then calming Comforting me down. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like that moment of like I felt like I was ten, you know. Yeah. And like and, but in the best way. And I had such a beautiful like experience throughout my from like conception to birth. And weird. what? I don't know. Conception. <laughs> Ew. Here we are talking about Ryan again. <laughs> okay, gross. Ew. No, whenever they, they, the lady who did my epidural, she was, she was great, like, great at her job. But so Alan had just come off of working overnight. So he went in at like six and he got off a little early. It was like 2 30 or 3 30, and my water broke at four. And he's like, oh, I just fell asleep. So I was like, I wasn't in any pain when we got there. And like the contractions were minimal. I had my ex-stepmom there. You know, I let her be at my birth, whatever. And um, so I had her and my grandma was there too. And so I was like, just sleep. It's okay. I've got people. I'll let you know if anything happens. Well, by the time he had been sleeping for like on and off. By the time the lady came in to do the epidural, she looks at him. And she's like, you need to go get a snack or something. You need to be awake. And I was like, no, he doesn't. He's fine. He just worked all night. Like, I snapped at her because I was like, no, you just walked in this room, lady. Yeah. But I can get where, like, some yeah. are just not. But I was like, not him. He's the best. Courtney made me tell Ryan multiple times it was okay if he went and got food. She was not allowed about to let him bring food into my room because I... It was in my plan that I could eat if I wanted and everyone was fine with that. My doctor, the staff, even though, like, People frown upon it, whatever. And I was not hungry, so I wasn't eating. And I was, I was hungry, but I was too nauseous to eat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She was not a lot about to let him bring food into my um, deliver or laboring room yeah. without my expressed, fully committed <laughs> consent. And like that was, it was really cool to like have a birth photographer there. Obviously, we'd built a relationship with her, yeah. So it was like our first time meeting her, but it was really, really cool because I can't like that was your first time meeting someone, and they're like. You know. I'm sure that's happened to her. Oh, yeah, but... But uh, she's just, like, she's seen so many births, and she, I think she's had three, she's had two or three kids herself. And so it's just, like, really cool to, like, have someone who's, like, been around the block a few times yeah. there. And she is, like, one of the most, like, sweet, calming, like, she's, like, very religious, so she's just, like, one of these things that thinks birth is the coolest thing ever. And so, like, that was really fun, but... I like how we ended up on our pregnancy stories, our birthing stories. Yeah. We could go on and on for that. Like, I'm pretty sure we did for like three hours the first time we recorded. She is crying to see him. Aw. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, well, we're going to end this so the cat can go see your dad. And <laughs> you can shovel her poop out of here so I can She breathe. can. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. Anyway, thanks for joining us. You can find us wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you follow us. You can rate and review us. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Self Misguided Podcasts. And Threads. Oh, yeah, and on Threads. Threads today. Um, We can't wait for you to join us next time because at the end of the day, aren't we all self misguided? I mean, we both thought we were prepared to have children. So, (laughs) what do we know? Alan just texted me and said,